Guys, before we get into the podcast, I just want to thank you so much for listening to Training Camp every week. And uh, the reason for this pre-clip is that my microphone was actually not working uh, as well as I'd like it to uh, during this podcast. So if I seem a little bit far away, uh, that's why. But again, guys, thank you so much for watching. This is a great episode. Talk about Marcus Mariota, the Titans, their future, and of course, uh, the Predators starting up here. So uh, I will see you guys for the Georgia bloodbath soon. And see ya. Enjoy. Welcome back to Training Camp. It's the show where three roommates just said, hey, we talk about sports so dang much. Let's just throw it on a podcast, see if anybody listens. Today is always good to have you. Uh, it is our second episode on the YouTube. Everybody, everybody clap. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Second episode on the YouTube. If you guys want to check us out, let me check us right here. Oh, yeah. You can check us out at, uh, go ahead and search the Training Camp Podcast. Actually, is, I think it's just Training Camp Podcast. Yeah. Yeah, you'll find it. It's one yeah, of those. You'll find it. Uh, it's it's called Training Camp Podcast. Go give us a, a sub on the YouTubes. And uh, as always, if you're look, listening on the traditional platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, go ahead and give us a like, uh, follow us, give us a review, and then throw a comment down there. Especially if you're listening on Apple Music. I see you guys listening on Apple Music. Go leave us a, a rating. It I think the first week on YouTube, well, we got 45 views and 45 yeah. on the podcast. So yeah. that's bigger than our last audience. That's that's if true. Uh, and if you're watching, if you're listening to, on both, thank you. That's cool. Yeah, ball out, I guess. Ball out, I guess. <laughs> Griffin, what's going on, man? What is going on, boys? Um, it's a good weekend to be a sports fan of our teams. Uh, we'll get into <laughs> that. But we don't get many of those weekends. we got to celebrate them when we get them. So. That's so true. Best in recent memory uh, that I can think of, um, being a Tennessee sports fan. Uh, excited for the present start this week. Yeah. Um, baseball playoffs for y'all start uh, for Griffin Thursday. Yes, sir. <laughs> go Cards, baby. This Thursday. Yeah. You know, it was funny. You go. Uh, it's a good week for our sports teams, and I was like, yeah. Uh, number one, the Vols didn't play. And number two, the Titans won. <laughs> so we're good. I know. Titans dub. Vols didn't play. Texans Colts lost. Cardinals playoffs jags won but we'll talk about that in a little bit yeah uh so yeah guys as you can see we're all kind of wearing a different team today so griffin's wearing cardinals jersey represent uh will's wearing his mariota jersey which the I'll, king after last week and i'd be afraid to break that out but <laughs> hey i guess we're good we're a bit uh sorry we're good now and i'm wearing uh my boston red sox hat which rest in peace the playoffs where we didn't get there this year uh maybe we can get a new gm with a better bullpen coach i think that'd be great and of course i'm repping the preds okay uh first game thursday predators play the wild uh watch for a good where time. is that is that at home yeah no it's away away yeah it's in minnesota uh but guys uh, as always, you can find us on uh, YouTube, search Training Camp Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at V underscore JBeard. Boys, let them know where they can find you on Insta before we get started. Gbump17. Instagram and Twitter, it's Will's World with uh, double Ds on the end. And uh, yeah, guys, let's hop right into it. Titans at the Falcons. Y'all actually went. I was out of town, but y'all actually went. Tell me about, uh, tell me about Mercedes-Benz. Dude, Mercedes-Benz may be the coolest stadium I've ever been into been into in my life. So, I don't we talked about this earlier, Will. I don't know. That was my first time ever seeing a game in a dome. Any football any other than like hockey obviously, but like football game in a dome. So, I I, I went to the old Georgia Dome before they uh okay. demolished it, but this was by far blew it out of the water. This was the one of the 
coolest buildings I've ever been in. You walk in, it's not like you're in a, uh, what is it called? The hallway, a uh, corridor. Uh, concourse. 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 Yes, yes. <laughs> you walk in, you're not like in the concourse. You're literally like in the stadium, like looking up, like Earth you see the glass, like a, glass roof. Like a, a giant room. Yeah, it was like That's one said, giant yeah. room. Yeah. Um, their their uh, owner or whoever owns the stadium and team uh, have fan first pricing, so you can get a hot dog for dollar fifty. You can get a twelve ounce beer for five dollars, um, a can of beer for like some special ones for three dollars, um, and you don't get that at sports events these days. So that was yeah. pre- that was pretty cool. That they care about their fans, but um, do you think that uh, like did you see when you guys went down there that they had like a bunch of fair weather fans, or do you think it was like a pretty dedicated fan base? Um, we kind of went back and forth on that because going into the stadium, I heard Falcons fans usually come close to selling it out pretty much every game. But then we got to our seats and kickoff came and there was nobody there. So they were playing the Titans too. (laughs) So the stadium, yeah, the stadium was probably, I'd say less than 50, 60. It was definitely over half. At one point, they were just so spread out and the stadium's so big and it's like the lower bowl wasn't big, but, um. It's kind of like the Red Wings up in Detroit that are Wyatt was telling yeah, us about. Like it's the like Little Caesars place. There's so much to do in the stadium. There's like all you can drink bars, all you can eat clubs. Like there's more to do than watch the football game. Yeah. So like I feel like a lot of those fans were drinking and eating the entire game uh, rather than staying in their seats because it it felt pretty empty. Like the Titans fans made noise probably more often than the Falcons fans. But yeah. um, we were trying to relate Falcons fans like. Uh, whatever falcons fans to titans fans and we were like the attendance with the falcons fans makes the titans fan attendance look amazing because i don't know the last time we sold out nissan stadium it's probably been a while yeah um but when the woman next to me sitting in the stadium the woman next to me we were talking about the fans and she was like yeah it's just a really hot day outside it was probably like what 90 92 degrees outside (laughs) and i'm like we're sitting in a dome it's like 68 degrees in here and she's like man the walk from the tailgate to the to the stadium it oh just my God, so tragic. she was like i almost died i don't know how the fans would do this that's why there's nobody here i'm like yeah okay you have a dome think about the pack like up there in green bay think about their tailgate to, to oh yeah see. i mean or buffalo like when it's like <laughs> like you, i don't think it gets more north than that buffalo and the packers like their weather is horrible and those fans are there no matter what rain or shine pouring down blizzard like they saw it and one day the titans will be there maybe after we win the super bowl this year Dude, but, um, titans dome would be so much fun it would get loud, too. Sorry, that's the water was loud. I don't know. I kind of feel like half, like, at least for a home team, half the fun of football is, like, being outside. But I understand the benefits to a dome. But I don't know. I'd be down for either. If it was a Mercedes-Benz dome like that, then yeah. sign me up. Well, now that we've talked about the stadium, let's dive right into the numbers. Uh, Titans beat the Falcons 24-10. to 10. Uh, Some notable things that I wrote down when I was watching the game on TV was, uh, okay, we finally have a spread offense. Thank you, <laughs> it's Arthur It's about Smith. time. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, we had five sacks. Matt Ryan was sacked five times. The last one, uh, that was a show where he just got, like, tabletopped. Oh, was that where he tried to jump and, like... Yeah, it was, like, their fourth down. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they tried... <laughs> just went right down. Tried to hurdle someone unsuccessfully. But the thing that I wrote down to talk about, guys, was Marcus. And Marcus, for this Falcons game, he had 227 yards in the air, three touchdowns, and 129 quarterback rating. Now, if you guys have tuned in for multiple episodes in a row, you know that we're talking about Marcus... Uh, his whole year up to this point, and this includes the Falcons game, he has 933 yards, 
uh, and seven touchdowns. So he pretty much halved both of his stats like this 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 game. Yeah, and really, most of that was in the first half. We kind of reeled it in and just ran the ball the second half because yeah. we obviously wanted to drain the clock. We were up by a lot, and um, I think if we would have let our offense just go like that the entire time, he could have probably put up five touchdowns, maybe 400 yards, but obviously yeah. we didn't need to, so there's no point. But Yeah, I thought it was super cool, just a little bit like where we were sitting. So we were sitting third row right behind the goalpost third deck front row right behind the goalpost so you could see exactly like what marcus was saying or what matt ryan was saying it was yeah. almost like the view in madden when you play madden like you could see oh, it. oh you're talking about like the view yeah that like, we had you couldn't hear it you no 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 it. you could see it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry um <laughs> yeah so it was like somebody would break open and mark especially that throw to Corey that the last touchdown he yeah. threw it like way before Corey even came out of his break, which is really cool to see. Like the was that on your side? Yes. Yeah, that was yeah. on my oh, side. Oh, thank God. Because I was texting Will midway, and when Matt Bryant missed that kick <laughs> yeah. in the first half, I was like, please tell me that was on y'all's side. And he's like, no. That wasn't on our side, yeah. No, but yeah, you can see, like, the formation of the defense. You can see the formation of the offense. You can see, like, the weak spots. Like, yeah. uh, I remember there's one third and 13 or something like that, and I turned to Griffin. I was like, Corey just needs to run up the seam and turn a little to the right, and he's wide open, and that's exactly what Marcus did. Um I, yeah, I think it's I, – I would prefer probably sitting there over being in the front row in the end zone because you can't, like, see the other side of the field. You can't see formations really, but, like, you're, you're obviously closer to the players. But would like, you rather sit on the 50? 50 a little high up. Probably not the first row. Well, I mean, like, if, you, if you're sitting at, like, on the 50-yard line or, like, anywhere between the 45 and the 45, about 10 or 12 rows up, would you rather sit there or, like, where you guys sat? I'd probably rather sit there, but yeah. <laughs> but these these seats they they're cool. You can you can see everything, and um, obviously there's better seats in the house. But for what do you have? Like fifty devoted football fans, uh, fifty five, fifty five. But yeah. yeah, and they're my uncle's season tickets, but yeah. uh, he sold them to us for face value, which was cool. I mean, I brought that up because what you were talking about, Marcus Jack, he just made some throws that were like, ins- I've never seen Marcus make those good of throws no, in my life. Never like. And from our angle, you could tell you're like, how is he making these throws right now? I couldn't believe it. And to wide receivers, too. I, I mean, I you guys obviously weren't watching the game on, on commentary but um, or on TV, but they were saying how, like, the three touchdowns that he threw were to wide receivers. Yeah. That wide receivers were balling out this, this week. I mean, AJ looked so damn good. And especially, like, his shove-off like shove uh, and his second touchdown – Oh on, yeah, like, in the back right side. Okay, tell me about that. Beautiful. You were, you were watching on TV. Yeah, I was watching on TV. I've seen the like r- fast replay, but tell me about like the push off because I keep hearing he pushed off. And well, okay, it's not. It wasn't a push off. It was just beautiful like control of his body. So he was running up. He was running up the sides, shoved. I don't know who was who was the DB on his left side, but he was like playing with him on the left side, kind of boxing him out. And then like as soon as he saw the ball coming over his left shoulder. He let off, so then that creates separation. Yeah, and then he <laughs> snagged it right over his left shoulder. It yeah. was beautiful. That's got to be one of the. That's got to be a top ten of one of Marcus's best throws that I've that seen. Was like a heck of a throw. But Corey did the same thing on the left side too. Just he was on the side and not. Oh, downside. and the balance on the sideline. Yeah. We were talking about that. Yeah, that was beautiful. that was right in front of us, and like he looked like he was going to get hit out of bounds or something. He just like straight up started running straight after looking like he was falling down on the uh, left. So AJ and uh, and Corey, what did I say? AJ. Yeah. Yeah. Right? AJ Brown. Good? I'm right. Um, AJ and Corey, they both they let's see combined they had five, six, seven, eight catches, uh, almost 200 yards and three receptions between the two of them. That's three touchdowns, cool. and yeah. that's huge because 
I think we noticed while we were there and Oh, sorry. Resume. I think we noticed and what we knew coming into the week, Delaney had done something. I think it was a hamstring or something at uh, practice. So he was really only on the field when we needed him to be. Um, so I'm glad that our receivers stepped up and uh, we didn't have Delaney on the field the entire time like usual. So I'm glad our receivers and Marcus could step up and utilize each other uh, without the presence of his favorite target usually. It's, it was weird to see, like you were talking about, the spread offense and how much we were throwing to the receivers. But then I asked myself, like, how much is that a week-to-week thing? Like, they probably didn't have the best pass rushers or their DBs weren't that great. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's so much in the game plan. Like, I'd love do you think off- it was a scheme? Like, do you think against the, like, against the Jags we, we were going to play that tight? Yeah, I'm, that's what I just think, like, they're like the coaches say okay it's against the falcons we can take advantage of our receivers against their dbs but we're playing the jags it's like okay we're gonna run it and throw it to delaney every once in a while we also threw the ball to like five different targets and yeah like eight passes and so i'm like that never happened it was just Corey. i'm not Corey. it was just uh delaney the first like two weeks yeah and if you weren't if you were covering delaney then your receivers didn't get any actions they didn't get hot so i don't i think that was a definitely a factor because we could spread the ball around and I think it's huge too. There was that one replay, we, or not replay. We saw the game and saw the replay where Marcus actually did get pressured. He stepped up, looked like a real NFL quarterback, and just lasered the ball in there. It wasn't oh, where it, the guy was coming right behind him. Yeah, he didn't panic. Yeah. Really. He actually like stepped up and looked like a Tom Brady, if I'd say so myself. <laughs> oh my god, that's a little <laughs> bit of a stretch. So I have one stat for you boys. Marcus is. I think you guys know this. Marcus is the only quarterback right now who started all four games and has yet to turn the ball over i know he had that fumble but he he recovered it i mean no picks no fumbles that the other team recovered only qb in the nfl has done that so far i know we're not taking a lot of risks but i mean hey not turning the ball over is not easy in the nfl i mean seven touchdowns zero picks no fumbles lost which is nice i know we fumbled three times that game but no fumbles lost another stat that i think helped out a lot is we've been saying the first few weeks it feels like marcus has plenty of time on a good amount of throws and he still ends up getting sacked 17 times that's for the season yeah we're, we're through four games um so a big thing this is another stat for you uh he, first three games he had the fourth longest average time in the pocket uh three 3.05 seconds um and this week marcus had the third least amount of time in the pocket 2.4 and we're getting rid of the ball. We're giving him enough time to throw the ball. He's not taking dump sacks. He's throwing the ball away. I think he threw the ball away three times in the first quarter. It's like I'd rather him do that all the time than take a stupid sack. And he looks confident in his decisions, which is cool. I'm, I'm curious because I wrote down, like, okay, so through the first three games, he had an average QBR of 106, which is still, like, pretty damn good. Or I think it was 95. I think this last game booted him up. But anyway... So he's had 17 sacks against him, a 95 average QBR, like, and we were we've been like shitting on him the past two or three weeks because I mean like he hasn't done anything to prove that he's a great quarterback, but at the same time like statistically he's not a bad quarterback so, so just, far this year. Yeah, I'm just I'm just so curious like how can somebody be so bad but statistically be like all right? I think that goes back to the sacks. Is like he's taking sacks instead of taking risks at least yeah. in the first three games. That's a good point, yeah, and. uh he, I don't know if he took more risks this game, but he played it smarter. He was throwing the ball away, like I said. Um, he also has the seventh-highest quarterback rating in the league right now. Maybe it's the decisions, too. Like, through the first three weeks, he wasn't making the best decisions. You know, taking sacks, 
throwing it probably where he shouldn't have. I mean, he's not, but at the same time, like that loses games too. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, last year he came out looking nervous. Would usually throw a pick, at least one pick in the first half, and now he's just at least this game and the season he's not throwing picks, which is what loses you the game is losing the turnover battle. Yeah, the Falcons out threw us. We had two twenty seven, and Falcons had three sixty four. That's crazy. I well, mean, shout out our defense for not getting all tired. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of that was the last two drives where we play. We were playing pretty much prevent, and they were just yeah. throwing checkdowns. They probably got 120 yards off those last two drives. But, but still, we got to Matt Ryan, even oh, though yeah. Matt Ryan is one of the better passers the league has seen in a long time. I mean, we we got to him, and in the best situations too, and uh, did our part on third and fourth downs. Yeah, the fourth downs was a huge thing. It's yeah. almost like getting a turnover. I think we stopped him on three fourth down tries. Yeah, uh, and some that stood out to me was. I feel like we usually playing really good receivers. We'll give up a few bombs every now and then, but Julio only had oh, no. yeah he only had fifty two yards. I think yeah. four receptions for fifty two yards. I mean, for Julio, that's as well as you're going to do to stop him. Dory stepping up. Yeah, Dory and Malcolm. And Butler. Malcolm, yeah. yeah. I mean, Malcolm. Shout out Malcolm Butler. The past year, he's done a one eighty. He's locked down. He'll take a dumb penalty every now and then. He took a stupid taunting penalty, but he's been locking down number one receivers all year, and it's been nice. I mean, I don't know about all year, but he played, he like <laughs> he really played. He really did himself a favor this week. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he just gets. I feel like he just gets burned, and that's. I think that's just a lot of it's like inexperience. But he was he was playing good shutdown D this week, and I think our defense proved itself to be one of the, the better ones in the league this year or this game for sure. I think this was the first, still going off the defense, the first time Matt Ryan hasn't thrown a touchdown in eighteen straight games. I think yeah. I think that was right. Yeah. 18 straight games he hasn't he's thrown a touchdown the crazy thing is like being at the game we heard a lot of fans like blaming matt ryan and oh my god hating matt insane. ryan and they're like talking about quarterbacks they could draft and i was like i don't think it's matt ryan that's the problem <laughs> the woman next to me yelled put in the next quarterback he can't be any worse and i was like oh, i guarantee you he can be worse <laughs> honestly we're vols fans and titans fans we know bad quarterbacks start talking about matt ryan start talking about dan quinn like or the offensive he's line. not a good coach, yeah, especially this year or their o-line I mean, and that's what I was reading today. They're working um, with their third string guard, their, their third string right guard. Yeah, well. We, Same here. We had to. Jamil <laughs> Douglas. War two, war two and two. Um, no, but, yeah, a lot I was reading. Dan Quinn's a defensive head coach, and um, a lot of what I was reading about is Kyle Shanahan was their offensive coordinator back when they made that Super Bowl run, yeah. and ever since then their offense really hasn't looked the same. So I think that's a big part of it too. Which I think is so weird because – I mean, at least their skill players like Devontae Freeman, Julio Jones, Muhammad Sanu, Calvin Ridley. They're probably have the best receiving core in the NFL. Well, the Browns. Browns. One, better. one like, of them. Maybe not. Like I mean, the Browns, Pats, Jarvis, Titans. and Odell. Pats, Browns. The Titans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you go oh, by like, big Hooper. names, though. Don't and Austin Hooper. Yeah, Austin, Austin Hooper, Hooper destroyed us. I don't so know good. why we can't guard tight ends, but that's. He had 100 plus yards. 130. Yeah, 130. Nine receptions. Yeah, he's. We, we struggle with tight ends when there's a dominant number one receiver, but obviously it doesn't win you games, so yeah. we'll take I, it. I, and I don't know if we – I really should have thought, looked at Delaney's post-game interview. Did he have one? I think very briefly. It was like a minute long. I saw it. Or I'm just looking the for, the, I'm looking forward to the one that we're going to hear tomorrow on Tuesday, yeah. Thursday back. I think that's going to be it. Why are you looking forward to it? Just because he, he had that long monologue last week where he was like, I don't know, like this is the worst – what, like oh, paraphrase it for me, Griffin. Yeah, he was talking about how young players. You chime in here too, Will. But he was talking about young players in the NFL, how they 
are so different nowadays than they used to be because he's been in the NFL for like 15 years. Yeah. So he's like the young guys are so much different now than they used to be. You used to be able to get on the young guys and say, like, give them a hard time. And now it's like if anybody gets onto a young guy, he kind of like goes into a hole a little bit and kind of challenged the team a little. I don't think it was directed at the team. I think it was just NFL in general. Um, but the young guys, I mean, A.J. Brown, they yeah. showed out this game, so they proved them wrong, I guess. Yeah, I definitely took it as a not directed towards the Titans, but I think he was talking about, like, society and the NFL in general now is, like, so soft. You have to be careful what you say, careful who you, who you offend, because, like, if people get mad or, like, think their teammates don't like them, they'll just ask for a trade or, like, yeah, go like or start sucking or something. It's, like, I think he was just talking about, like, the softness of the new generation pretty much. I was, a, uh, I was listening to a little short like monologue from pat mcafee on one of his sh- shows this past week and he was talking about do you guys remember austin collie the slot receiver for the uh colts no I don't. seriously yeah he was one what of was his name austin, austin collie and yeah. He, oh yeah, yeah, yeah the white yeah. guy yeah yeah and so he before, yeah, that guy. <laughs> before he had his two like hospital throws that like ruined his career but he was talking about, like he was one of the he was one of the best slot receivers in the nfl for like a short amount of time and uh Pat was telling a story how um, Peyton, when he was the quarterback, um, Austin went out to go catch one of his passes. And Peyton missed him by a little bit, but uh, Austin stuck out one of his hands, and it went off his hand. And he comes back to the huddle, and Peyton is there with his finger out pointing towards the sideline. And Austin's like, what? And he's like, no. And he says, get off my field. (laughs) (laughs) He says, get off my field. And so uh, after the drive was over, he – Peyton like goes over and chews him the fuck out, and he basically says like, "Hey, if you try and one hand any of my balls again, I will make sure you never see the field for your entire career." Yes, sir. Wait, why do they, why do they say that? In case he gets picked when he no, he, he was just saying because he wants you to have two hands he, on the ball. He doesn't want you times. trying to be Odell, trying, trying to be, to be stylish. Like Obviously, Odell, Odell wasn't, Odell. A, yeah, but like, there's no reason. Like, if you can get one hand on the ball, ninety percent of the time you get two hands on the ball. And it, but like, it reminds me of like the Delaney thing where he could like, Austin was a badass, and it was because like. That, like in the NFL, like you could do shit like that. Like you could call somebody out like that, especially if you're the sheriff. Yeah. And really be like, hey, listen, man, I will make sure you never see the field for your entire career as long as I'm the quarterback. <laughs> Speaking of that, I saw it like five minutes before we started recording. I actually saw a video. You can't. There's no mic or anything, but it looks like Marcus yelling at Ben Jones for not getting to his man on this Ooh. on the failed screen to Dion. Yeah. Marcus it, yelled at someone. I didn't know what? he could raise his voice above like happened. two decibels. I'll show you, but he, yeah, he's like, in, he's like next to Ben Jones, like walking back to the hotel. He's like yelling and pointing, and he's like, Heck I was like, yeah. hell yeah, yeah Marcus, love it. <laughs> love Dude, it. Matt Ryan had that one of those today too. Because that's yesterday. yeah, I mean, but for Marcus, the most quiet guy in the NFL. But like, that's another thing Titans have been struggling on. It's linemen not getting to their blocks on screens. Our sc- I, besides the seventy-five yard screen to Derek, I don't think we've had a good screen all year, and no. a lot of it's on our offensive line. Do you remember that um, it was that – okay, so Falcons were driving. They had a really big play, and it got called back for a personal foul, uh, unnecessary roughness maybe. But what, So their center, I think, pancake Jarrell, and then the dude did a body – the center did a body – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do on Jarrell. And Matt, you could see Matt Ryan, and I'm going to – pardon my French. He, he, Matt Ryan yells at his center. He goes – why the fuck would you do that? And he's like, we are driving, like, get the fuck out. And so he's like, you can see, I mean, he didn't mess up the rest of the game, but I was just, Matt Ryan was frustrated Dude, the entire game. I don't know if you saw it on TV, but 
we saw it like Jarrell had like tripped or got pancaked or something, and then he'd like b- belly flopped. Yeah. And the refs like the ref calls the penalty. His mic is still on, and the center comes up to the oh, ref. You can't do that. He says you can't do that. Yeah, he, goes, <laughs> he goes. He goes. You can't do that. And like the mic is still on in Mercedes Benz. So it was like we were all like, what? All the fans were like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> uh, one more. Oh shoot! What was I going to say? Never mind. It'll come back to me. Will, do you want to hit us with the uh, tweet of the week? Oh yes. All right. I know everybody's tired of hearing about uh, old Antonio Brown, but um, this was amazing. So, obviously, y'all know he's back in school at Central Michigan. I don't know. Is he trying to get his uh, He's going back to get his his degree. In what? (laughs) I'd love to know what his major is. But So, AB tweets out, my English paper is due by midnight. 12 a.m. Need a proofreader to make sure A's and B's. And Will is not dyslexic. Just wait until he tells you yeah, how this is. Sorry, it's spelled. hard to read. So he spells, when he says my English paper is due by midnight, he spells do, D O. <laughs> and then he says, B-U-E. I need someone to proofread it. He spells it P R O F. <laughs> and it's like, and then some, some, the first reply is like, do, uh, do with a little star, proof a little star. He's like, I got you, bro. It's going to be a long semester. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy quote tweeted it and he said, I got you, bro. It's going to be a long semester. Yeah, it was, it's perfect. <laughs> Just like, you know, it, that paper's got to be brutal. You know, it's, it's weird hearing AB talk about, papers like he's one of us like we're not watching him on sundays on our tvs <laughs> imagine imagine sitting in english class and freaking ab who's been in the news for years sitting right next to you and it's like it's, uh, that'd be hilarious just to see like a former former athlete just like in your class well i hope you with your homework if you saw in this form <laughs> <laughs> and that was uh will's tweet of the week um i, fr- I remember what i was gonna say so sunday night uh saints are playing and I'm sorry, I'm having a freaking mind fart. Who do they play? Cowboys. Cowboys, that's right. Um, in New Orleans. And so it's it's right before halftime. Teddy Bridgewater is uh, on the probably the two. He throws this little out. There's four seconds remaining. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. There's four <laughs> seconds remaining in the half. And so he throws this little out. And the uh, ball goes out of bounds. He throws it away. And Chris Collinsworth, <laughs> they show a replay of it. And he goes, I didn't know you could get a playoff in four seconds. Well, let's watch this. And so they run it back in slow-mo like they probably would for any replay. Slow motion, yeah. yeah. slow motion. And you see uh, Bridgewater wind up and throw the ball out of bounds. And Chris Collinsworth goes, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi. (laughs) And, like, it's in slow motion. So what's two seconds is really four. And he goes, I think they got that one wrong, guys. <laughs> we're all, I'm like, you dumbass. It's in slow motion. You can hear it through the room what I was saying. I know I was doing my homework and I hear Jack, I hear Jack go, it's in slow motion, you idiot. <laughs> That's bad for a broadcaster. Oh, my God. I was like, goodness gracious. I, and we found like a, like a replay of the broadcast, but that's like my sub tweet of the week. <laughs> that's a great one. What about All right, boys? Wait, what? No, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say anything else around the NFL. That no, man, let's hit let's hit a mailbag. Let's yeah. hit a mailbag or two. What we got? So we have a. I'll I'll read uh, one of them, and then uh, Griffin has one from uh, one of his An undisclosed fans. source. You oh, want to mention that, man. boys? Oh yes. Oh, hey, <laughs> while you're pulling that up, Griffin, explain that. Especially so, since, uh, YouTube just <laughs> sorry, YouTubers. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> the TV's on, and it's a highlight of Andy Reid's post-game uh, speech. Oh yeah, speech. Yeah, speech yeah. to the team after they won, and it, I, it wasn't a good win. They barely beat the Lions. They won by like five points, I think, six points maybe. Um, yeah. Which for the Chiefs is not a lot. And then after the game. Andy Reid's <laughs> giving his speech to the team. <laughs> I can't say without laughing. And he goes, 
it's all right, boys. A win's a win. Uh, not everything's perfect. Not all, our, not all of Mozart's paintings were perfect. <laughs> and we're like, uh, Mozart was a mean, composer. Like, composer, not <laughs> a painter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the, uh, the tweet that went along with it was, yeah, big football guy. Or yeah. Like that. And all the whole, is football. I love the locker room. They were just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody else knew. Yeah, Mozart's paintings, <laughs> they, yeah. they just went with it. <laughs> yeah, who's Mozart? All right, uh, I put up the mailbag late. That's my bad. Uh, for the future, y'all ask us anything in the mailbag. Doesn't have to be about sports. We know not all of you like sports, but uh, yeah, like ask us things like, uh, like what's your favorite like weekend drink or like uh, hey, Whitney. I like naturalize. Um, <laughs> what should I do? <laughs> Trust me, if there's anybody that should be giving dating advice, it's us three. It's us three yeah. sitting at a table with jerseys <laughs> on and uh, hockey vodka. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one comes from uh, our boy Chase Fields. He said, huge win for the tits this weekend, but they're playing a decent Bills team, especially at defense. What can they do to win win next week? We'll talk about the quarterback situation, Will. So Josh Allen, got uh, he's in concussion protocol from uh, this past game against New England. And uh, usually, they, especially starting quarterbacks, they'll force them through concussion protocol to start the next week, especially when you're 3-1. and one. Yeah. Um, but I think to – their defense is top five. Their defense is tough. They, I mean, they held – the Patriots didn't score an offensive touchdown, yeah. I don't think. Um, and if you can hold that Patriots offense in check, we got some stuff to worry about. But um, I think to beat them, we just need to really get Derek going. Um, obviously, use our receivers again, spread them out. Uh, we saw some great variety of formations for the first time this week. I think keep that going. Hopefully Delaney will be healthy. We'll have another target on the field. Um, I'd say spread the ball out, get the run established. Normal, normal Titan stuff. I, I think just play our game, and um, I think obviously our defense, especially secondary and linebackers, can we'll put up a fight. Can take Josh Allen. So I think I think the Titans pull it out. Um, it's definitely going to be might start off pretty slow. Um, we're going to need some turnovers from the defense, and we need Marcus to protect the ball and protect Marcus. And we have Taylor Lewan back this week, so hey. that should not be a problem. We'll um, be back, Dad. I hope not, Griff. So. Uh, agreed with what you just said. I don't think the defense, hopefully, is going to have an issue stopping the Bills' offense. It's just the Bills' defense is really good. But the thing I really want to see is I feel like the Titans are very reactive on offense when it comes to whoever we're playing on defense, if that makes sense. So like we talked about a little bit earlier, when we're playing the Jags, we'll run it 40, 45 times, but then we just played the Falcons, and we threw it around all over the place. So I'd love to see us actually sustain the momentum we just got in the passing game this past week and not just come out and say okay now we're just going to run it and Corey may have one catch or aj brown may have one or two catches like i'd love to see us play consistently like play similar to the way we did last week not like unrealistically but just like throwing the ball around if it's there i don't just want to i don't want to see him come out and just run it 50 times just because that's what the game plan says Bavada has us favored. Yeah, we have. I think we have it's what three points. Three points. Three yeah, points. three and a half points. Um, I mean, I'll probably bet no, us straight three. Straight three. That's yeah. weird. I'll probably bet us outright. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll take our secondary and our linebackers over anybody else's. Uh, D lines where I'm concerned. They have Frank Gore, which the Titans have never been able to oh stop. Oh, my God. That makes me so, um, Miami. where he is. He, we cannot stop he, Frank Gore. Indy. He ran Miami. us up in Miami. San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco. <laughs> Buffalo. Oh, my God, man. He's like the single player is the Titans kryptonite, and he had 108 yards on the ground yeah. last week. So Father Time's got his number, though. Something like that. Um, but 
Yeah, I just think I'll take our defense against their offense over their defense against our offense. I think it's only going to matter, um, you know, they, they, especially when you're talking about Tennessee Titans. You're gonna, you got to ask yourself which team is going to show up that day. And Griffin and I talk a lot about this, but it's like you're either going to get, like, the best Tennessee Titans in the world who beats, like, uh, like um, New, en- New England, um, Philadelphia, um, I mean, the way we played last week, Atlanta. Atlanta. Like, like we, we beat good teams. We also lose to bad teams. <laughs> and we lost to them last year when they were not quite this good at all. So Sorry, my brain's not working today. I can't even remember anything. But, um, but yeah, it's just all going to be what Titans team shows up. I think if the best Titans team shows up, we're going to win. I think if the past two weeks Titans teams have showed up, I think we're going to lose. What? Yeah, the first two weeks or uh, the middle two weeks. Oh, okay, there yeah, you go. yeah, yeah. I Good morning, football. The TV show always talks about: Are we going to see the Titans or the Tritons? And I mean, I hate them saying that, but That's it's so, so true. true. Yeah. Like, and they're talking about we saw the Titans yesterday, so that means we'll probably see the Tritons next week, and we'll, we won't come out ready to play. But I hope not. It's like it's something you can predict. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty. What the forecast says that the Tritons are going to show up this <laughs> <Yeah>. week. <laughs> even, even Colin Coward said today is like the Titans and the. The Titans and the Buccaneers are the two most confusing teams in the past four years. It's just like we either sh- destroy a great team or we lose to the Jags 20-7. to seven. And yeah. I mean, same with the Bucks. They beat the Rams. They put 55 on the Rams. And it's just like, it's just like they'll win random games. Um, but I hopefully Taylor Lewan's angry. Glad to be back, and I think we take it easily after a f- struggling first half for both sides. Yeah, I mean, um, I think that's just going to be the keys of the game. Is which Titans team shows up, can our defense work, and can we run the ball? That's going to be it. Um, Griff, hit us with another one. So that kind of goes into my mailbag question. We pretty much answered it. If you want to touch on something else, uh, this is from Old Sis Nan. Shout out. Um, <laughs> She wants to know why are the ti- why are the Titans so inconsistent, and what do you guys think they need to do to show more consistent play? Uh, I mean, this is a theory that I have. It's hard to it answer. Is, it is Arthur Smith, in my opinion. What game plan is he going to go with? Because I think we've, I think our defense won us our first game. I think that's safe to say. I think they put us in good field position, and they even got a couple. Did we have, we had a couple pick sixes. Three, three, uh, three, no, three picks, no. one three pick picks, six. Three, six, one, yeah. three picks, one pick six. Yep. So they put us in a great position to win. I think it's hard to lose when you have a defense that plays that well. Um, I think our defense won us our first games. Uh, Arthur Smith was all bunched up in the next two. Couldn't really get anything out. Our only targets were um, stuffing it with Derrick Henry, which our O-line is not good enough to get a push yet, and throwing it to Delaney. So um, as we saw with yesterday's game, I think that if we spread the offense out and spread the love around i think that that's going to be the difference maker is making them making the bills defense get on their toes about where the ball is going to be placed yeah i totally agree i think it goes a little bit to um what i was talking about a second ago just we play so i understand there's a game plan every week but we sometimes just play so differently on a week-to-week basis one week we'll be be in the eye formation 30 percent of the time and the next week like yesterday we'll be in the shotgun a lot and throwing it around i just feel like we need to kind of make a more consistent game plan. Like you don't see the Chiefs coming out in the I formation when they're yeah. playing a good secondary. Like yeah. they know what they're good at and that's what they're going to do. Yeah. And I get we're good at running it, but I just think we need to play a more consistent style of offense, if that makes sense. We played like the Chiefs last week. We spread it out. We went empty a couple times. We ran the ball. We got the ball to different receivers, slot, outside. I mean, like 
we I think that's why the Chiefs are so good is because they can spread the love and then they've got a quarterback who can do it all. And it's not sorry, Will, to interrupt. No, it's, it's not like oh, we're going to throw it fifty times a game like Patrick Mahomes or anything because yeah. that's not what we do. But like you can at least throw it twenty five or thirty. Like there's nothing that's going to hurt us about that. But sorry, we'll go sure. ahead. No, you're good. I'm we. I mean, yeah, I I don't think any person can definitively tell you why we're a different Titans team week to week. Um, I think a lot of it relies on the offensive line and Marcus. I think our defense, if they can get a break and stay off the field, that they're the same pretty much every week. Um, if, if our offense can sustain drives and protect Marcus, I think, and Marcus's head's not in his ass, I think we uh, we would be the same team every week. So O-line and Marcus is my inconsistency versus consistency. All right, boys. Well, uh, during these last part of the podcast, we're going to talk about the one and only Nashville Predators who, yeah, okay. I was getting a little bit of a applause. Yeah. Hey. Golf clap. Golf, Golf clap. clap. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> the clap with the mic in the uh, Yeah. So we're going to talk about the Predators a little bit, who They play their first game on Thursday in Minnesota at 8 p.m. Y'all watch on wherever you get the Titans. I mean, jeez, <laughs> Titans. Predators. Uh, but, okay. Preds week just ended. And uh, talk to me about the patch, guys. The new patch that they're going to put on the Winter Classic jerseys. It's our first redesign since 2011. I think it looks great. I think it looks so good. Yeah, I think it looks cool. Uh, if you want to, I don't know if you're going to put a picture of it. We may yeah, put it on our to. story or put a picture up somewhere if you haven't seen my, it. On the screen right here. Um, no, it's. I think it's cool. I think it's a little, it's kind of like the old uh, Predator we used to have, just a little like retro. I don't know if that makes sense. Like the, but Not like the saber tooth, like, like the bones, like the skull and bones. Like the thing that had flying around in between the intermission oh, oh, sometimes. Oh, the like, yeah, yeah. like the actual it, physical animal. Yeah, 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 it does. It looks like a little retro version wow, of that. I can't see that now. <laughs> no, I think it's cool, though. I'm really curious to see what the front of the jersey patch looks like because those are just... The shoulder patches. I know there was some confusion about that. Honestly, only OG Preds fans will remember the blimp that like dropped coupons. <laughs> yes. like, during the middle I of never the caught one. <laughs> Not salty. <laughs> Not salty about it. All right, I'm gonna slide this uh, this over onto the screen. For those of you who are watching uh, on yeah. YouTube, you can, you can check it out. I believe it's showing up. Yeah, it is gonna show up on the screen. Heck yeah! Shout out Tech. Um, so yeah, what we got here is the new Predators logo. That's going to be on the patch of the Winter Classic unis. My question, guys, is uh, do you think we're going to incorporate like this design on the I, uniform right that's, here? That's the first time I've seen the side Me too, design. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be cool if we did. I don't think it would really fit the theme of the Winter Classic, like the throwback traditional. But, uh, but then again, the, the stars and the Preds aren't traditional yeah, no, no. teams either. I mean, so. for our first Winter Classic, I like the patch. Um, we're all up in the air about considering buying the jerseys or not oh because they're a fat check of $269. So they better get the jersey design right because, you know, us three are going to the Winter Classic, and uh, we want jerseys. Uh, it's the first time the Preds have been in the Winter Classic. I think it would be cool for us to get jerseys. But um, for $269, they're going to have to be nice, and they're going to have to be cool. God. What jersey would you get if you get one? I'll get Duchesne. I'm, I, and not because I don't want to be, like, basic, but I'm wearing Yossi. Yeah. I will never buy a P.E.K.K.A. jersey. I love you, P.E.K.K.A., but, like, I never buy the jersey that is, like, the front page on, like, the buy jersey now thing. So I, I won't I won't get a Brene jersey. Me and Griff talked about it in Atlanta a little. He said Duchesne, too. I don't know if he's still thinking that. I actually said Pecorine just because, like. That's just me. That's for no, like, no, no. That's just me. I just, I was thinking about it. It's, like. He, he has one or two years left. Um, 
Oh, future wait. Hall of Famer. Can I hit you with something else yeah. that may influence your decision? Is um, I'm thinking this like if I'm going to spend two hundred sixty nine dollars on a jersey, I'm probably going to wear it to the Winter Classic and then like frame it. I, I think I would frame it, hanging up in the man cave. I mean, I wear I wear like my my home jersey all the time, and I think I would just hang that one. How much are those? Re- are the regular new home jerseys? I mean, they're they're around now. They're like two fifteen, two forty, I think. I like when I got mine, I got mine on like a super discount because of like Black Friday. It probably, yeah, it probably depends when you buy. But it. I got mine for like a hundred and like twenty, hundred thirty. Okay, that's not, not bad. Like, I'm wearing a Yosi, so like that's not bad. I mean, I I get most of my jerseys off uh, AliExpress or whatever it's called now, yeah. DHgate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just I wear them so much, and I'm I mess them up so much. It's like yeah. I'd rather mess up a twenty dollar jersey than mess up one of those. So probably I'd probably frame my Winter Classic yeah. jersey and put it in my eventual man cave. Well, also too with the way that like players get traded around, like unless you're unless you're like getting a Pekka jersey or like a Yossi jersey or anything like that, like it's probably like. It's probably good to trash something like that, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I also have the worst luck when it comes to buying a jersey and the player you literally do. leaving. Talk about that. Talk I about have, that. Okay, so I have a, got a Steve Sullivan Predators jersey, and then he either left or got tra- I forget what happened to him. He left. He's still on OG Pred, but yeah. he wasn't playing for the team right after I got the jersey. Then I got a Martin Erat jersey, who was then traded for Philip Forsberg. I'm obviously happy about the trade, but the... I just have horrible luck when it comes to the player leaving right after I buy their jersey. So if I get to do Shane one, hopefully he's not on the move anytime soon. I mean, he loves it in Nashville. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That's why I want Pekka. It's just like traditional. I think uh, he'll be a, obviously be a Hall of Famer. He'll be like go down in Preds history. And um, the only other jersey I have is Ellis. And I think he's secure in a spot for a couple of years. Uh, the only player I see getting, maybe getting traded this year is uh, Turris. If anybody wants him, I don't. See why anybody would want Kyle Turris, but um, <laughs> he's gonna step up this year. Hopefully he step, <laughs> hopefully he steps up and we keep him. But I don't see us making many moves this year. So, you boys want to do a quick? This will be our last podcast for the Preds play. You want to do a prediction or? Yeah, I definitely want to do a prediction. And just so the fans out there know, this is Dallas. This is gonna be Dallas's shoulder patch. Oh, I haven't seen this. So yeah. that's gonna be their logo, and that's apparently they teased it for the star. They teased it for the stars via Twitter. So I wonder if that's gonna be their shoulder patch, just like ours is gonna be a shoulder patch, or if that's gonna be like on the front of their jerseys. That that looks like a front of jersey thing, but I mean, it, really it could work. On, cool. It could work on the pat, on the shoulder. Yeah. So anyway, Griffin, what are we uh, what are we predicting? Preds game on Thursday. Obviously, we'll not, we'll not predict every Preds game. I'm just saying it's the first one. Oh, there's um, my email if you want to look at. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if y'all want to do a prediction, we don't have we to. We could do but. season or this game. I mean, it doesn't matter. Do we have a... I think our YouTube... Or our, uh, our video is a little bit crooked. Let me fix it. Talk for a second. Do we know who we're playing in the second game? Do we have a quick home-and-home home with Minnesota right out of the gate? I believe... Or am I making that up? Uh, I don't... I don't know for sure. You go ahead on... Or actually, I'll, I'll do season while you look it up. Yeah. Do your season. Season? Um, I don't know. I really... My hope is when the, when the conference... Um, I know Stanley Cup is wanted and needed, and we're kind of in a win now thing. But um, my prediction is we win the we win the conference. Uh, I say we make it to the Cup, but I don't know if we uh, we can do it this year. With it just NHL is so hard to predict. Yeah, I agree, and I like that goal. I think win the conference is something that we, you know, you're going to want to strive to do every single season. And um, I think this year's Preds team, if Poyle is doing what he wants to say he's doing, he really wants to give us two top lines he wants to see like he said this in an interview earlier today he said that he really wants the preds to have 
two number one lines and not like have a one and two. And it kind of reminds me of like the way Pittsburgh does it, like with Malkin and Crosby. Yeah. Like they both have like two very solid lines, and that's what makes them hard to beat. And especially when you're coming into a franchise that's so good like that, and I'd like to think that the Predators are involved in this, where you have like young talent, you throw them up onto the second line, they show out, and then they end up turning into a first liner. Like uh, who's the who's the young kid from Pittsburgh that we that we hate? Gensel. Gensel. Jake Gensel. Yeah. Like when he was when he was younger, he was thrown on that line with Malkin, showed out, and then like we were afraid of the second line too. So it just makes the game harder as well. But anyway, to go back to what like the Predators, I think that you got to really have uh, two number one lines. And you really have to be willing to, to switch them up. And uh, NHL.com has us uh, in the power rankings at number four. Wow. I'll take it. I'll take it. So win the conference one game at a time, boys. Here comes number one of 82 coming at you. Yeah. So the game of the Thursday, is, it says Minnesota at Nashville. So I guess it's home. Oh, um, my bad. I, get, I think Google said it was away. I don't know. Sorry. Well, if we open up the season in Smashville, that'd be hype. So... And Minnesota is one of the worst teams in the league. I already gave my Preds season prediction because we're going to win the Stanley Cup. But <laughs> hopefully the Preds win big on Thursday. Minnesota will be one of the worst teams in the NHL this year. Um, they yeah, got, we are home. Sorry. Yeah, they got Kevin Fiala. Hopefully we can hit him a few times. He scored on us twice last time mm. we played him. So. I, miss, I miss you, Kev. <laughs> yeah, that was Jax. Jack's a huge Kevin Fiala guy. Yeah, <laughs> I miss you, Kev. See if you can get a winter classic <laughs> Kevin Hi. Fiala jersey. Made. <laughs> Hi, Kevin. All right. Hi, you, Kevin. You want to hit baseball real quick? Uh, yeah, we'll do a quick baseball. Uh, we'll just stay on it for a couple minutes. Guys, my Boston Red Sox didn't make it. Uh, we won the last game of the season uh, for a little walk-off against the Orioles, which that tells you how our season's gone. <laughs> that will really, really tell you. Um, but, yeah, it might be the last game without Mookie Betts, or it might be the last game with Mookie Betts. It might be the last game with Brock Holtz. I'm very sad to be potentially seeing them go. But Red Sox did not make it this year. I'm really looking for a more dynamic bullpen. And we only are we only won fifty five percent of save chances this year. It was like thirty nine of sixty sixty nine or something like that. Thirty nine yeah. sixty eight or something like that. And that's just unacceptable. You need to be winning at least like seventy five percent of your save chances and that probably costs us a spot in the playoffs. Um, so my Red Sox aren't doing well, but Griffin, I'm gonna throw it over to you. I'm actually really excited to see this NL. Let's uh, go, boys. This NL side of the playoffs. I am really don't want to watch the Yankees and the Strohs battle it out for the AL. So I'm gonna be on TBS all fall long watching the NL series. Griffin, kick us off. Yes, sir. All right, my boys, the Cardinals. They made it very stressful on me. So we were up. We were up in the division for a while coming down the stretch, and then we're up one game on the Brewers with one game to play. And luckily we won. They lost, so we clinched the division. Um, playing the Atlanta Braves this Thursday, game one. I'm taking the Cardinals, winning the World Series. We're a pretty clutch team. <laughs> In all seriousness, now uh, I think that the Braves are going to be a huge, like a, oh, a very formidable, formidable opponent for yeah. you guys. So I think that's going to be a one. I think that's going to be the most. Uh, fun series to watch. Yeah, I'm excited. We haven't been in the playoffs since 2015, so I'll take any playoff Cardinal baseball I can get. I don't know what formidable means, but um, I, God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think it'll be. I mean, obviously, I don't watch much baseball. Um, I love the game. I just can't keep up with that season. Um, I'm excited to watch. It. I'm excited for Griffin. Um, excited for my other boys that are Cardinals fans. But um, I think it's cool because like we have a lot of Braves fans and Cardinals fans in Tennessee, so. I think it'll be some fun rivalry, fun fun baseball playoffs to watch, and we'll definitely talk more about it once the uh, playoffs start. I'll be watching games, so I'll be able to contribute a little. Yeah, do you boys have a AL, NL? Did we already do that? No. Uh, World I, Series prediction? I or? think the Dodgers are going back. Um, 
and I think the Yankees have a good shot too this year. Um, I think it's either going to be, I think that if I predict the AL and NLCSs, I think it's going to be. Oh, ooh, I don't know this playoff or the the Okay, let's see. I think it's going to be Dodgers. I think it'll be Dodgers Cardinals, and I think it will be Yankees and let's throw a wild card out there: Yankees and Rays. I think <laughs> okay. the Rays are wow. going to run it through the wild card and get and get there. There's so. always one team that gets hot. It seems like I know. I know that's that's my predictions. I know you you're, you're going to say that you both are going to say that the Cardinals are going to win the World Series, and I think that'd be really fun to watch. Yeah, I'm going to say probably who's the other good team? Oh, Astros, Astros and Yankees. Yeah, are the Astros team. are always best good. division in baseball, right? I mean, best record in baseball. No, that's the um, that's the Dodgers. The Dodgers yeah. overcame them. I knew they had. Oh, it they, they with, were they were like that the entire season. Yeah, Astros had it with two games left. They were, they were up by a game. Mm. I'm ch- Chase, all Chase Fields was harping about it this weekend. <laughs> well, Chase is a big out. Astros guy. All right, I'll give it my prediction. Uh, I'll shout out Chase with the Astros. I'm, they're solid. They always smack the Cardinals when we, whenever we play them. So I'll go Astros out of the AL. Probably Dodgers, Cardinals, and the NLCS. That would be really tough for the old cards. But I'm going to say we get it done. Cardinals, Astros, in the World Series. Wow. I'm sorry, Mr. Fields. Yeah, the Astros have the Dodgers by one win. Um, I know that the Dodgers clinched very early, so I don't know if that was if they were really going for the equivalent of the President's Cup <laughs> in the MLB. Is that a thing? No, the- it's not. Okay. It's not. We don't give out dumb awards like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I think that the Dodgers got their – the Dodgers obviously clinched first, and I think they were just kind of putting you know, their arrest and getting other pitchers' time so that maybe that will pay off later down in the, in the playoffs. So, uh, I think that's going to wrap it up from us. We got two mailbag questions in. Uh, y'all, we're also going to DM you if we answer your question on the podcast so that you like can tune in and really find us. And um, throw us a shout-out on, on your story. Yeah, if we, throw uh, us a shout-out on your story. do your question. Send us any questions about anything. Questions about anything. Um, yeah, make sure that you share, you share this podcast. Um, go give it a rating on iTunes. Go follow us on Spotify and go subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at The Training Camp Podcast and on YouTube, uh, Training Camp Podcast. Um, so definitely go and give us a watch and go give us a listen too. I mean, we love you guys and uh, we just want to make sure that we're putting out the best content for you. Uh, we're going to put out a poll later this week too, asking how we can improve and like what we could talk about later and uh, what, what you guys like might want to listen to as far as like bits or segments or stuff like that. Cause yeah, tweet of the week, song of the week. Well, of let week, us know, let us know what you like. Week, Cause we'll, we want to, we want to, Interact, interact. With you guys. Uh, interact. Words. Come on, man. Come on. Not Will. great at English. Great at knowing about sports. All right. Will, who's uh, who's your potential sponsor here in a little bit? Natty Eyes sponsor me. Always drinking you. Beer of choice. There you go. Griffin. Cobals. Hopefully, Spitting Chicklets podcast. Pink Whitney's. Your boys got a big softball game tonight. Us three. We'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> That's right, boys. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore jbeard. Uh, you can find Will. At it's Will's World with double D's on the end, and Griffin at the at oh at G Bump seventeen. God, G <laughs> Bump seventeen. Uh, but with that, guys, we'll see you next week. Go Preds, go Vols, even though that's probably not going to happen. And go Tits, and see ya. Peace.